0: So obviously tonight is game one of the World Series Astros Braves and we are here with not just Emily Nyman, it's actually Emily Nyman, the Hall of Famer. So how was that for you this past weekend, being being back up at school, being by girls you played softball with and getting inducted?
1: It was awesome. It was a weekend I've been looking forward to since last summer when uh, we originally found out and uh, it was even better than I could have hoped. I hadn't been together with all those women in a long time. and It was just, it was was really special. I I feel really honored and also uh, really fortunate to have been able to experience being together as a group again.
2: Emily, um, it's, it's your boy. So first off two things. Number one, how you doing on this lovely Tuesday evening World Series Eve? And number two, how does it feel now that with everything that, you know, that you're working on with your, your your um your podcast and everything, you can add Hall of Famer right next to breaking balls Hall of Famer Emily Nyman with with John of course. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm doing well tonight, and I'm happy to be here talking with you guys. And uh, it's 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 fucking awesome. I'm not gonna lie. You know, I spent the better portion of my of the first like 20 years, 22 years of my life uh, playing softball and and focusing on the craft and working really hard and and playing all over the country and playing all year round. So. It's, it's, it's very validating
0: to have uh, an honor like this. So, Yankee Stadium, of course, has a sweet entrance. For now, when you guys record episodes or have productions meetings, is there going to be just a regular podcast entrance and a Hall of Fame entrance now? <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, John's going to have to go through the back door now. <laughs> the front door is for Hall of Fame only.
2: Poor, poor, poor Jonathan. Um <laughs> let me let let's let, 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 let me get to it. Obviously, um you got the World Series. We made our predictions. I have Braves in six, um Nick got Astros and Six. Um, take your Astros Hatred style. We're looking at it objectively. I picked the Braves because I like their pitching, and losing my colors for the Astros will affect them. Where are you leaning towards in this particular series? You
1: know, I I, I want to say Astros and six, but I think honestly, James, everything that you just said is why I'm leaning Braves now. That I've been kind of going back and forth, but I think now that we're uh, a little about an hour away from first pitch, I, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm saying Braves and six.
0: Wow, Braves and six. I mean, that that would be that would be something. But don't don't we all like don't we all like madness? And don't we like people to be in their feelings? And how fun would the Twitter timeline be? Because let's face it, Yan- Yankee fans would be in their feelings. Dodger fans would be in their feelings. J- just for that reason. Wouldn't you want to see the Astros raise that trophy?
1: You know, I... I want to see the Astros raise the trophy. And I may get some flack for this, but... This app has brought a lot of awesome people into my life. You two uh, are included in that. And a lot of them... A lot of the people that's brought into my life have been Astros fans. So, I... On one hand, I hate the Astros as an organization just because of what they've done to our Yankees over the last few years, but because of all the shit that I see Astros fans having to eat on behalf of their team and and, and the decisions that were made years ago that had nothing to do with them and weren't their say, I want to see the Astros win another title just for the fans, to validate the fans, because that 2017 title whether i agree with this assessment or not is forever going to have uh the cheating scandal hanging over it so i want for my friends that are astros fans that have stuck by this team and stuck by that core of players um almost
2: uh just totally with, with the utmost loyalty as uh, they deserve it um i wanted to i know this is probably something i know we all touched on it obviously you know Bob Clapish made that report about, about the in-house fighting between the between um, Garrett Cole, Brett Gardner. Um, to me, it's all about a nothing burger. I'm sure you posted your thoughts on Twitter. So what are your thoughts about the article that was posted by Bob Clapish, Bob Clapish about the in-house fighting between Brett Gardner and Garrett Cole and about the whole Joey Gallo uniform situation? The Cole and Gardner, I agree that
1: it's nothing. But I think that Clappish was—it's just all about clout, and he is trying to like perpetuate the false belief that the clubhouse is just constantly—that a club, a, a good team has a clubhouse that's constantly in harmony. And anyone who has has siblings, anyone that has ever played on a team, anyone that has ever worked in their life knows that that's just not reality with humans. Even professional athletes that we put on a pedestal—that there's going to be infighting, there's going to be arguments, there's going to be moments like that because it's a very high-pressure job and high-pressure situation, especially in the Yankees clubhouse that is historically very high pressured and buttoned up and and tight and, and just like, especially with everything that went on this year. So I think that it was it only meant to put Cole in a bad light and he was just playing on the anger that is still festering among the Yankee fans over Cole's performance in the wild card game. So I think that it was a shameless attempt at getting engagement at the expense of a player and I think that it also was ridiculous for him to put Gardner on a pedestal in that situation. And especially the things that he was saying, like, oh, you know, Gardner, he knows how to win. The guy has... They have won a World Series since 2009. So I i don't ascribe to the whole, this one knows how to win, this one doesn't, anyway. But even if I am going to for half a second, that statement makes no sense. So he was just clappish trying to start shit among fans and turn them against the player that they're already feeling a little upset with. So I hated it. And the Gallo thing? I mean... <laughs> Joey Gallo suffers from Tourette Syndrome. And even if he didn't, who gives a shit about what these guys do for their superstition? Baseball is such a, a superstitious, heavy sport that that is probably the least weird thing that a player has done in the fucking locker room pregame. So for him to make it seem like that is somehow... Uh, a negative and speaks negatively towards Gallo is ridiculous. But then add on to the fact that this guy, um, has sensory things and, and neuro, uh, neuro things that go on due to his Tourette. So for him to then know that and then say that kind of shit anyway is just so ableist and it. Frankly, it made me sick, and Clappish is lucky that he fucking blocked me, because if he didn't do it yesterday, he probably would do it at some point in the near future, because I would not have stopped.
0: And shame on PJ, Phil, or Marcus for whoever told Bob Clappish that stuff, As, especially with two of them being former players. Clubhouse stuff, locker room stuff, is supposed to be just that. We're, we're not supposed to know about that stuff. Just like... Just like it's none of our business if Aaron Boone chews these guys out in private or or not. It's not supposed to get out. So the fact that those two would not have won anything to get out in their playing days. So who are they? They're bitter because they got fired. They had to have known they were going to get fired. Even though I truly believe it's not their fault. Just, just like Chili Davis... Should have never got fired from the Mets. It's not magically going to fix things. It's not magically going to make the offense do better. But that story should not have got out. And, and of course, Klapisch needs to write something. He probably gets paid per story. So I'm, I'm not mad at him for doing it. But he should not have had the information. At the end of the day, Hal has to spend. Whether it's Correa, Scherzer, Seeger, a catcher. Yankees got to start winning. A lot of people may say 12 years is not a long time. Big deal, right? Braves fan, it's worse. Or Rockies not not even making it to to that many appearances or et cetera. But Yankees got to win. So what do you think they'll totally do agree. this offseason?
1: Um, uh, first of all, I totally agree with everything you just said. And as far as real quick, as far as when fans say, oh, that's not a long time, you know, think about the Braves. Are they that, I don't give a shit about those fan bases yeah, as far as You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Like, I don't understand what that has to do with my expectations or anyone else's expectations for the Yankees because those fan bases would be singing a very different tune if they were able to somehow take the experience of a Yankee fan within the last, you know, 25 years and then put that experience into themselves and that perspective, because they would feel the same way that Yankees fans do. How teams perform gives fan bases expectations for things. Mets fans expect the worst because the worst has been happening to them seemingly for the entire length of the team of the team's existence. Yankee fans expect winning because they did so much of it. And they continue to do so much of it, even though it doesn't result in a World Series. So I hate that. Like, oh, well, you could be, you could be worse. You could be a Mariners fan. Well, I'm yep. not a fucking Mariners fan. So why should facts. I care about what they have
2: endured? Facts. But I digress. <laughs> no, keep, keep talking, Emily. We, we, we preach facts. We don't care. We goddamn Yankees fan. Our expectations are a lot different than, say, the New York Mets
1: exactly and that should be okay you know what I mean like it it should be okay like it's just like you you might you worry about your your fans you worry about what your team is doing like what you've dealt with I don't give a shit doesn't it shouldn't affect what I expect from this team because they should expect their team to win a little bit more because all these teams are capable of spending the money some do and just some choose not to so
2: Sorry. What do you say? Sorry, sorry. Oh yeah, I said, Tampa. I said Tampa. <laughs> Tampa. <clears throat> sorry, yeah. you got that under my throat. Sorry, sorry. You know, yeah. we, they, they 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 celebrate World Series appearances, which is cute. Like that, that that's really
0: cute. Like right? he does that. Their but, latest oh tweet. Their latest tweet. They celebrated their game four walk from last year. All right. So so what's next? Posting two thousand and eight lo- losses too. What's going on here? Oh no 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 no. They
2: got him post two thousand seven. You know.
0: Game 7 victory against the Red Sox that got them to the World Series. Oh, you know, that's so far, right. They, the David know, Price the game, of course.
2: You know, just like, I, I don't want to take a shot at John because I love John, but when you have a 2016 wild card banner, I'm sorry. that That's pretty fucking sad. I'm sorry. That's that that that's that's
0: like that's like the Islanders posting. We made it to the Eastern Conference Finals! Yeah. Like, oh yeah, those rings. That's what? right. The Mets got the rings from going to the Royals. That's right. What? So
1: did um. So did uh, what's it called? The Astros. They had uh, they had like fake um. American League Championship rings or or a replica that they handed out as a gate
0: promotion last year. Like that, 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 oh yeah, cool. that was just but, because of the Yankees. Or two years ago or whatever. This year, maybe Yeah, it was three yeah. straight nights of stuff against the Yankees: a bobblehead, a jersey, and a ring or or trophy, one of the two.
2: Yeah, it was all of those in those three succession nights. Which um, which for full disclosure, I'll say it's on the pod. There's a chance that your boy will be in Houston for Yankees Astros. You know, so. Just just saying I'm just putting out that information <laughs> on the podcast. No one no one knows. Nick didn't know until just now. No one, no one, no one knows. <laughs> everyone that's gonna listen to this. Everyone that's gonna listen to it is gonna know that I'm gonna be in Houston, providing that the CBA gets worked out. But but to go to Nick's original point, um obviously the Yankees do need to spend. Um it's been twelve years since the Yankees last appeared and won a World Series. You see everyone else, like the like the Blue Jays, the Rays, the Red Sox. The Astros, they're better than the Yankees. They did their analytics better, and we know the analytics is never going to go away. We have to accept it. So Certainly. now, where do you think the Yankees spend this offseason?
1: They're definitely going to spend at uh, shortstop. I think that's going to be where the bulk of their money goes. I would imagine that they'll spend it first, and they'll uh, they'll probably end up trading away the likes of Void and, and maybe Urshela. Um... I'm sure they'll pick up a few pitchers, whether they'll spend to get them or trade to get them. I'm not sure, but that you know you can never have too many pitchers, so that'll be in the mix. But I don't think they'll do too much for their starting rotation. Um, I think that they're just going to hope to inc- to bolster their offense and their defense because the pitching was actually very good this year, even though the team didn't do as well as they should have. The pitching really kept the team in the hunt the entire season. So they're not going to see the need, feel the need to do too much there. Maybe re-sign Kluber. I don't know what they're going to do there, but I think that we're going to see the vast majority of the money go towards a short a
0: shortstop. Oh. I would like Iglesias from the Angels as a reliever, and, and that's just to replace Britton. Then I want Correa because he's the best shortstop. You get the best players, and thank God Brian Cashman is not going to decide that based off of Yankee Twitter's stupid emotions. Because Thank that's God. what Yankee Twitter would do. They they wouldn't take Correa just because of 2017. And people got to shut the fuck up. Because most of them are fake anyway. Because I guarantee you, if passing announces Yankee signed Carlos Correa, by at some point in April, when, when, when he gets walk-off hits... Or hits that lead them to winning games, the same ones that say, I will denounce my Yankee fandom, I will not watch them, I will root for them to lose. No, you won't. You you will root for him, you, you will say he's your favorite player, you you will you 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 may screenshot yourself and say, Look at this fucking idiot, but if you stop if if you stop watching the Yankees just because the Yankees got the greatest free agent option, right? That that would be like people stop being Padre fans because they got Manny Machado. Stop it. You root for the jersey. Any jersey is going to be around longer than any player. Even Tom Brady. There will be a day where one day he is not playing NFL football. And guess what? In 20 years. (laughs) That's right. Teams will still be around. Players, Players will still be around. So... The team will always outlast. And also, too, let's just say you actually say what you said. Okay, all, all that does is give you Twitter clout. But why the fuck do you want Twitter clout? So that's what the Yankees have to do. Trey Gio, Trey Luke Voigt, get Correa. Now, a lot of people got to understand, too. Brett Garner's probably going to come back. He'll, he'll probably pick up his option. Or if not, he'll get a contract. Also, he deserves... More money than Kluber got. He did better than Kluber, and he got $11 So, Gardner, you know. Look, not even COVID got this guy, all right? COVID got 80% of the Yankee roster, but not him. He, he, He played that many games. Why? Because he had to. And, hot take. I think the Yankees give Joey Gallo the first half of the season. If he plays how he did the first half of the season with the Yankees, they, they will trade him, and some team will be dumb enough to take him.
1: Well, if, if Gallo, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing Gallo uh, over the course of 162. If he underperforms through the first half, they, I, they won't trade him because his value will be exactly. low. And it's only a rental because then he's a free agent. So uh, I can't imagine they would get anything for him. Then they're better off keeping him in the lineup, especially because it depends on how the team is doing, but... They'd be better off just keeping him in the lineup and just letting him see how it, how it shakes out over the course of a full season.
2: I agree. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think that, like, I, I'm going to say this, though. Um, I heard Jeff Passing um, on the Mike Show saying that the Yankees are, are going to be signing Seager. Here's my thing. I don't mind Seager. Seager's a lefty bat. I get it. Lefty bat. Um, short porch. I get it. I get her. I get all that. The problem is, though, I feel like if you get Seager, um, he's not going to play short for too long because the Yankees love this kid, for Lope, and the Yankees are going to be cross hugging so, Volpe, and the Yankees are going to be cross hugging because they think this guy's going to be a star. Now, maybe he does become a star, but I want to win now, Emily. I don't give a damn about three years, four years, five years. You worry about that later. I want to win now, it's been 12 years. I know I'm sound like a, a typical Yankee fan, but 12 freaking years since a World Series appearance and win, nah, bro. I want now. You give me the best player available. I don't care if he's righty, lefty. You give the best players available, and you figure it out later. So, give me Correa. Give you know, give like uh, resign Rizzo. If you have, if you don't get Rizzo, then you trade for someone like a Matt Olson. You know to to bolster up your infield. You trade. You trade Geo to the bolster your infield defense. You get a combination of power and speed, which is what the Yankees actually need instead of being all power and nothing. And then you actually have, have a competent lineup that can compete with all the other teams. And then you can maybe address bullpen help because I don't think the Yankees are going to go for starters. Because let's be honest, their starting pitching, like you said, wasn't terrible last year. Right. Yeah.
1: I mean, I agree, and and I mean, any and that's how every fan feels. Whether their team has been so unsuccessful that it's beaten that sort of motivation and, and the belief that they can win out of them is one thing. But everyone wants to win the world. Everyone wants their team to win. So when people ask, like, as if it's the, the Yankee fans, oh, you're being a certain, it's like, you don't want your fucking team to win a World Series? You know what I mean? Like, no one would say that. So, when people get on Yankee fans for expecting and wanting to win, it's like, all right, then why are you watching? Do you not want
0: your team to win? Oh, and it reminded me of a tweet I saw you tweet the other day. You said that there are already people who are saying the 2022 Yankees are not going to win anything. Who, who, Who are those people?
1: Well, I'm not going to call someone out on your
2: podcast.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was someone, it was, an, it was an older, it was an older gentleman, and he usually has takes that I will disagree with, but he's nice enough. But it was like a, it was like a, a, a side thought that he was talking about, it, and then in parentheses he says, you know, talking about, like, the World Series, and, like, in and parentheses was like, you know, that the FD Yankees won't win. And it's like, all right, I mean, that is literally, literally, the easiest bet that anyone can take, that their team is not going to win the World Series. I mean, look at the fucking Dodgers. They were, on paper, one of the best teams ever assembled going into the postseason, and they didn't even make it to the World Series. So people saying, like, oh, my team isn't going to win, like, oh, that doesn't make you sound like a fucking baseball, a genius Savant. analyst <laughs> people think about. It and really, I just really I don't funny. get that. They, they'd rest, because they'd rather be right than be a yeah. uh, hopeful fan. They, you know, they'd rather be right. So if someone you know, pulls receipts on them, they can say, well, they'll pull receipts on themselves. And, and they'll say that, oh, look, see, I, I knew it wasn't going to be the year. And it's like, well, that's basically every team every year. It's not the year. So, like, good
0: guess. Well, just so I can be right, I will factually say right now, the Baltimore Orioles and the Miami Marlins will not go to the playoffs in the 2022 baseball season.
1: And I'm gonna pull this receipt, and I'm gonna tell everyone what an unbelievable
0: genius you were for guessing that. Yes. Oh my God. Nick oh my got God. it. He
2: nailed it. Yeah, I, I will factually say that um, the Yankees will make the the post the postseason <laughs> next year. Postseason. I was about to say World Series, but call myself postseason. World Series. It just depends on how the Yankees play and how they do, and then we'll will do with
0: that. Divisional right wild card.
1: All right. I'm
2: you can get to the postseason. Worry about the rest later. You uh, got to get there. I, That's the hard I part. I don't care. I don't care what we do. As of as of this writing, I'm probably going to lean wild card until I see what they do, and then i, re- I then I'll revisit this talk later. But until then, the Yankees will make the postseason somehow, some way. Now, speaking of baseball, this is actually pretty important. Um, obviously after the World Series, um, you have like a three-week gap to get your shit together because the collective bargaining as far as the, I think the first or second day of December. Um, MLB players and owners are bracing themselves for some sort of like work stoppage. Do you think that the, that we will have a 2022 season with the way that the players and owners keep bickering against each other? Um,
1: I think that we will. Uh, I, I don't think that it'll. I don't think that they'll come to an agreement before the current CBA expires. So I think that they'll technically, there will technically be a work stoppage because that happens as soon as the, the current one expires. Because then they, if they don't have one in place, then that means that there's a work stoppage. So there will be one. I think. I don't. I don't see them. Uh, what, from what I heard and what I read, the two parties are, are pretty far apart at this point in their negotiations to uh, conceivably assume that they're going to come to an agreement by December 1st at midnight or whatever it is. So, But I think that they will hopefully be able to work it out by the end of March. I don't know if we'll have a, a. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if they do spring training. Like I don't know But I, I guess the worst option means
2: they don't work at all. So I don't know if that work means
1: oh they don't work at all. No
0: spring training. No nothing No deal so like the marketing is a
2: no. until agreement, which means no freebie can sign until and you'd be smart not to. You would have to wait until the new CBA goes through, so you understand the terms conditions. If there's a luxury tax, is there a threshold? No deal can be in place until a current. CBA is agreed upon, which means there's no spring training, no winter meetings, no nothing until a current collective argument is agreed in place. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, so um, I don't know. I, I think that with that being said, the pressure on both parties, especially if if 2020 didn't happen, you know, obviously if the pandemic didn't happen, there'd be a lot of things different in our world. But if twenty twenty didn't happen the way it did for and the effect it had on Major League Baseball, I think that it would be even more likely that there'd be a work stoppage. But because of the brand, the hit that the brand took in the months leading up to when they finally started playing again, I think that both parties are gonna be aware of that. And I think that the pressure should be on the owners because they're the ones that really they're in the driver's seat. They're the ones who are paying the salaries. They're the ones who own the teams. They're the ones who own this business. So I think that the onus is on them to make this work with their workforce and with the players' union. And I think that if there's any sort of issues and, and, and the season doesn't go off at the time that it should, it's, it's the owners have the – they're the ones who can end that. And the pressure will be on the players. Because unfortunately the players don't have any media besides people like us to vouch for them. And all of the major media people are in the pockets of the owners. So we're going to hear a lot of anti-player stuff. But anyone listening, just the owners are the ones that have the power to make this work with their their workforce or not. And just remember that.
0: Yeah, the real problem is the owners are always going to want to win. And... The the players' association got rooked in the last couple of CBAs, so this is this is really on them. And the hard part it is too is like, of course they want to play baseball because an owner can be rich for the rest of his life. Each player has a certain window of time to stay fit and play baseball. So it's a mm-hmm. it's a, and and that's why these owners keep on winning. But if it's right. me, the one the two major no no, the three major things I'm wanting. Universal DH, that's that's yeah. better for all players that that gets more teams Nelson Cruz can sign on for or or any old player, you know, that's what Dave, David Ortiz was able to play as long as he would. That that that's what players would want, right? No Number 2. I think going from five, from from 6 years to get away with that, 5 years till free agency. Now, the teams might not like that, but I I think that would be better. And and then maybe and then the third one is is some some kind of salary floor. You want you want teams to be competitive where not everyone has to have the same payroll but everyone should have to spend s- some sort of amount at least whether it's s- 60 million or 70 million all these teams are rich each each team i'm pretty sure is worth at least a billion dollars so if yep. if you if you own a, a sports franchise not even just baseball any sports franchise and and if you can't put together hundred and twenty million dollar payroll. Guess what? There there's another rich kid with a trust fund or another rich billionaire that can buy Watch that you team know. and and there you go. And and that can make that team good. There are too many bad teams. Look look at the pirates. PNC Park might be the most beautiful ballpark in the majors next to the Royals. And you know what? Not that many people probably gonna go there because the product sucks. The stadium is not nice enough where where it can say, "Hey, you're you're gonna sit here for three hours and enjoy this ballpark, but you're gonna see the home team get their ass kicked by ten runs, and you're gonna see <laughs> a lot of balls going the Allegheny River or or by the bridge, and 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 and, and hey, maybe you'll see Vanessa Hudgens, maybe. So <laughs> that's stuff st- stuff like that stuff like that should happen, and and also too, a lot of people talk about it but the blackouts stop with the blackouts people are paying either 24 dollars a month on on M- M- TV, which ain't that bad or if they take the yearly it's like it's, it's like 100 something right you you should be able to where if if let's say you're not exactly in the five boroughs maybe you're in upstate new york Sure, it's in new york but you should be able to see the yankees why? Why? Why should you have to look for an expanded, extra package of yes, or 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 something like that? So that that would go for it too. And also, they did a great job by having M- M- MLB teams house my minor leaguers. I think that's great, but they should have already been doing that because that's that's your stock. You have got to invest in your minor leaguers. If guess what? If they have travel. If they're, if they're sure that their families are being taken care of, if they're sure that in case a ballpark gets flooded to, to, to and, and they can get their belongings back, guess what? They're going to be able to focus on their craft. They're going to be able to play baseball. How can they play baseball knowing their family is living in a car? They can't focus. They can't get the right amount of sleep. So they should want to do it. So that should also be in the CBA. And hopefully baseball can... Be more popular.
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree with everything you just said, and
1: I think that part of the problem is that uh, we're seeing the the drips and drabs of um, like benefits for the minor leaguers is because the owners they don't want to come right out and say that the the only reason for the minor leagues is to basically rehab players. And also, from the Major League level, and to hone the craft of some players. The vast majority of minor leaguers never play an inning of Major League Baseball, right. and most yeah. Major League Baseball players, because the, the talent gap between the AAA and Major League is huge. And the idea that, like, a guy isn't ready for Major League is, uh, somewhat of a farce, because guys that will be in the league, like, do you think that Aaron Judge couldn't have played Major League Baseball when he was 21 years old? You know what I mean? Like These guys, exactly, but they they keep them down there to manipulate their service time and to avoid having to get them to avoid uh, free agency coming early, so that's the reason for minor leagues, and that's why the owners are so reluctant to feed them, to house them, because they're only there to help manipulate the service time of guys that are actually going to make it to the major league level. And so then rehab guys that get hurt at the major league level. So, but they can't come out and say that because that sounds like a, like billionaire, like a cartoonishly evil billionaire
2: thing to say. Well, they are. Well,
1: they are. Unfortunately,
2: 100%. Well, I hate to be that guy. So I'm going to be that guy. Everything (laughs) that Nick says is correct. But there's one thing that I do not see happening. The salary four thing ain't going to happen. Because yeah, I, I can not. tell you, I will tell you this, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Mets now with Steve Cohen, those, the, the big heavy hitters, ain't no way in hell they're going to want a salary cap for to help help out teams like the Pirates and the Rays to spend money. Ain't, that ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. And I don't want to hear anything about, oh, because you're the market, you can't spend. San Diego spent money. The Giants spent right. money. That, that's exactly. what, San Francisco is not
0: necessarily a big market. San Diego ain't necessarily yeah, a big market. Yeah, you but know, they're probably it, getting more TV money, though.
2: It don't matter. Like, the Rays have one of the best TV deals in all of baseball. They don't even spend money. I don't want to hear it. The Rays, like, do you understand? Listen, I've been to Florida. I've been to Tampa. There's, I've been to downtown Tampa. There's a lot of Rays fans in downtown Tampa. The problem is they play all the way out in St. Petersburg, and that traffic is ridiculous. So that's why there's barely any people there, and you're going to split home time with Montreal, which is also ridiculous. So I don't want to hear anything about, oh, well, you know, the, the TV deals. No, 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 no. Every team got a lucrative TV deal. I don't want to hear it. It's just cheap owners being cheap. The Baltimore Orioles are doing the 10-bay raise approach. They think that that's going to work. I'm sorry. You've been doing the raise approach for the last 10 years. hasn't worked out that well. I'm sorry. So I don't want to hear it, which leads me and into this. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry, Emily. Go ahead. I was just going to say that, and
1: there's I don't know if I would necessarily call it a salary floor, but there is a certain amount of money that teams have to spend when they and reinvest into the team, especially the ones at on the lower end that get the uh, benefits of revenue share from the teams at the top. That that money has to be reinvested into the team, and the, that asshole Bob Nutting from. Uh, Pittsburgh, he got in trouble in the last few years because it came out that he was pocketing that money and not reinvesting it, so they, he got fined or whatever for that so there is a certain amount of money that like they have, they are expected to put back into the team but obviously it's not enough to uh, warrant going down getting free agents and all that shit so exactly.
2: yeah, that's all I had to say about exactly. that <laughs> exactly, which leads me into this obviously you mentioned earlier about the Dodgers losing so I'm going to make it blunt and clear does that Dodgers loss that they had to the Braves mean that their championship last year was a little bit? I wouldn't say an asterisk, but make it so more that you get the whole narrative that you could only win in a sixty-game season. You can't win a hundred sixty-two-game season. You had the benefit of a of a, of a COVID um, of a COVID season because you had a four hundred sixty-two-game season and you couldn't get to the World Series. Does that take a little bit of the luster and shine from the Dodgers?
1: Um, as far as, like, the fans are concerned, yeah. As far as, like, shit-talking, absolutely. That was, like, the best thing that could possibly happen to haters like me and shit-talkers, because now you can rub that in Dodger fans' faces because you know that they wanted this one, not just because everyone wants their team to win a World Series, but because of the circumstances in which their team won their first World Series in three decades. But, no, as far as, like, a trying to think of it rationally as a baseball fan. It doesn't because of what we were talking about earlier, that any team that gets to this tournament is capable of winning. They play 162 games because it takes that many games to separate out the better teams from the the not-so-good teams in this sport where you can't control the clock and you can't put the bat in the hands of your best hitter at the, the time that you need them. So because of that, Requires large sample sizes to determine which teams are the best when the talent disparity of, of, from player to player is so thin. With that being said, though, it will certainly not look good for the, the Dodgers' legacy. Looking back on the history of their team, looking at this time where they were so dominant, but then they couldn't—they couldn't get to the mountaintop. They only did it that one time where. They only played 60 games, and and last year came with its own challenges, so I don't want to downplay the 60-game win, because it was challenging no one played baseball, they didn't warm up, they didn't do any of that, so it had its own conditioning challenges that other seasons haven't had, but it's a sport of attrition, so because of that, when teams end up puttering out, it seems, which it looked like they ran out of gas almost, that it's Were they not in as good of shape as they could have been? And that sounds ridiculous because they're all pro athletes. So it's not like anyone was rolling out there like Bartolo Colon or anything. But I still think that uh, as a fan, yeah, it looks bad for them. But as like a a rational baseball person, a baseball, a a rational Hall of Famer baseball person, as Tony, I I I think that it just it just shows the 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 frustrating nature of the sport and. why it's a tough sell for some owners to put a lot of money into the team that the Dodgers have because putting $100 million more into their organization and into their roster doesn't guarantee shit because the team that literally the the Braves, I think their 26-man roster uh, salary total is $100 million less than the Dodgers, and here we are.
0: So, on Sunday, Tom Brady threw a six hundred touchdown. And his receiver gave a fan the ball. Because he didn't know that was a 600. And eventually, you know, the, someone from the stadium went over to him. And he, he gave the ball back real quickly. But then it was kind of a handshake deal. Like, okay, you're, you're going to get something. If you were to catch a special baseball... With, with that value, not not just a regular first baseball, but, but a big baseball like a 500 home run or a 3,000th hit. What what would you want? Because Twitter make, makes it seem like it's easy. They'll say, what do you mean? If you're a real fan, you'll give it back for nothing. It's not, it's not yours. It's theirs. And there's many arguments with that. You know, just like Kay said today, hey, you buy that ticket. It's your seat. If you get the ball, it's your ball. So how 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 would you go about that situation?
1: Um, I mean, I would I would give the ball back, but I would definitely be I wouldn't I would be like, well, can I at least meet them? You know, like, and if, if if something if they wanted to give me other things, tickets or whatever, that'd be great. But it's not in my personality. To
0: like Well, let's say because of COVID you you can't actually meet the player. So 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 it would have to be like merch or maybe tickets or something like what would you ask for? Um, yeah, I
1: would probably ask for I'm playing for tickets or merch, because I I wouldn't make it a demand. Like, I wouldn't be, like, I'm holding the fucking ball hostage or anything. Like, you better give me this. It would just be like, yeah, of course. Like, can I get, like, a hat or something? Like, I I would probably word word it awkwardly like that, and I'd probably laugh like this, too, trying to think of myself in that situation, because I'm not Zach Campbell, so I'm not really, like... (laughs) I, I feel like I would, like... I would give it back, but I would still be like, well, can I have something? But I, I wouldn't be like, well, then I'm not giving it back unless you give me something, I, if that makes sense. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Fuck
0: that guy. Oh, yeah,
1: fuck that uh, guy 100%. <laughs> but I, with that being said, I don't begrudge fans who do have the sort of personality to be more assertive in that situation because Michael K is right. It's, it's not the player's ball. The, the player the player's ball, the player <laughs> hitters ball. It's not the player's <laughs> ball. It's the fans ball. That's the whole thing in baseball. That a bat, a ball, anything that goes into the stands is fair game. So the whole idea that, oh, because this one is actually meaningful, suddenly it's no longer the fans' ball and they're an asshole for not just giving it back. Especially to someone who at this point, like, if it's a if it's a milestone, like a Brady's home run with Brady's pass or, or A-Rod's 3,000th hit that was also his, you know, uh, home run. Like, this guy's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm supposed to, as a fan, a nobody fan, feel bad and be like, well, it is a
2: oh, go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this, Emily, you're a better person than I am because like, in this instance, for me, I want money. I want season tickets. <laughs> I want a trip to the Super Bowl. I want I I want season tickets for life. First of all I want season tickets for life. Like I as long as I'm breathing in this earth, I want season tickets for life. That's number one. I want some cash. I think actually I want some I earth, think that's good. And I want to go to the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, i
1: like I, that. I, well, yeah, I, I think that there's nothing wrong with that, especially in the case of that NFL because when does that ever happen? That kind of if a ball goes into the stands, usually they go and fucking get it. So for that ball to have been given to somebody, like yeah. That's even more rare than getting a ball in, in baseball. But you're right. Like, when's the, when's the next time? Like, what are the chances, unless you're like a Zach Campbell fact, what are the chances that you're ever going to have this opportunity again to catch a milestone ball? So I, I don't think there's anything wrong with you or anyone else who's in that situation, literally a once-in-a-lifetime moment, um, to try to leverage it. Because for someone like Tom Brady or A-Rod or whatever – Sure, they only reached this milestone once, but they continue marching forward. So this is, they've had many milestones up to this point, and they are most likely going to have some other milestones after it. So you're the one who's in this, like, once-in-a-lifetime situation, so you might as well try to leverage the the fuck out of it.
2: My quick question, um, and i got to say this, um, obviously, you know, Nick is a big Tom Brady fan, he's also a Patriot fan, but that's not the thing I want to talk about. Obviously, Tom Brady is the GOAT, and we know that no matter what he does, he can retire today, and he can just book his trip to Cannes in, like, five five years. So I want to ask you this. In baseball terms, actively right now, who is an active player, not all time, who is, like, the Tom Brady of baseball? Right now?
1: Right now. I'd have to I have to say, and the only reason I say this is because Mike Trout still has a, a good, uh, barring a major injury, still has a good, a better portion of a decade left in his career. Um, I'm going to say probably Scherzer. Really? Or maybe maybe Albert pools, the guys that have already had their career. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that. It's it, Mike Trout. I want to say Trout, but because he still has another decade to go. I don't right. think that it, it's fair to say that because Brady is basically at the you know he's already accomplished everything. And so I think that he's towards the
2: end more than the beginning.
1: Right, and, and Mike Trout is, is amazingly somehow only in the middle of his career, which is incredible. Um, but I think that it, if we if we disqualify Trout for that reason alone, then it, it's got to be someone. It's got to be Pujols
0: or sure. There. The it's one
1: unbelievably dominant.
0: The one person I would have said is is Miguel Cabrera. Uh, oh yeah, know, that's good. You one know, triple crown MVP, World Series, Rookie of the Year. Just got his 500th home run. He's gonna get 3,000 hit next year. And
2: Zach Campbell
0: he is gonna target that game as as much as oh, pe- as much crying. as people hate him. I mean, it would be pretty something to say. That I caught two three thousand hit balls. I mean that is pretty cool and I I don't feel sorry about him but he tweeted the other day how in one of his videos a song was playing and he got a copyright strike. So that's why he's not going to be at these World Series games. So fans can actually get baseballs. But Emily you can do something that Tony LaRusso did that he got a lot of slack for, and and we know you won't because you're you're a great human being. But if you ever decided to drive drunk, and if you get pulled over, you could say, "Hey, do you know who I am? Yeah, that's right. I'm a Hall of Famer. I, I'm a Hall of Fame softball person. Do you think that will get you out of that ticket?"
1: I'm uh. Maybe, maybe around here, if I stay in my hometown with the one cop, Suffolk County cop that patrols and knows the area, maybe with them. But out of, out of just the confines, the friendly confines of of New York, maybe, maybe I'll give it. Maybe I'll test the theory on like a country road somewhere where I know I'm not going to hurt anybody, just to see what
2: happens. Do you think? Oh, okay, so I know if John was here. This would be a better question to ask him. But you're a baseball. You love baseball, and you're very knowledgeable with baseball. So, who's going to run the Mets?
1: Um, I don't know. You know, like, uh, I, I don't – I really don't know because I, I'm not that tapped into – I'm hoping – I hope that they get someone who I've never heard of. You know, like, the, these teams, they tend to regurgitate the same, like, old white guys. And, like – there's a lot more in the sports world and a lot more brilliant minds and especially with the culture war that is going on in baseball in terms of traditional thinking and new age thinking that i think that uh an infusion of some younger newer faces and names and ideas and and, and everything that goes along with that so i i've no i have no idea and i hope it's someone that i've never even heard of i hope it's somebody new because Cohen is a new owner, and they want to totally shed the, the mess of old that, that are associated with the ponds and years of futility. So I think in order to do that, you should bring in somebody new, and it shouldn't be someone who is still attached to old-world baseball in some way. But what do I know?
0: <laughs> All right, we're about to get out of here. They're announcing the players. But more importantly, whoever is the first one to steal base Whether it's a Brave or Astro, we all get in tacos at some point in November. So, Emily, pick one Brave and pick one Astro. Who will get us tacos? The Brave, I think, is going to be Albie's.
1: And the Astro, I think, is
2: going to be Alphibé. I'll say the two, what are they, the 2 leadoff guys. Yes. Oh, the 2 leadoff guys. Well, Emily, we are about to get out of here. World Series about to start real soon. Um, before we get you out of here, we want you to promote yourself. So where can everyone else check out the Hall of Famer, Emily Diamond and Breaking Balls podcast?
1: <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at mshedoesit, that's E-M-S-H-E-D-O-E-S-I-T, and... You can find Breaking Balls at Break Balls Pod, and episodes come out every Saturday, and they are available on all major podcast platforms.
0: Breaking Balls, starring Hall of Famer Emily Nyman, <laughs> celebrity producer DJ Biddington, featuring john steiner just for commentary
2: <laughs> john, john, it's a feature. sorry john <laughs> so sorry. sorry i love you man. John, you're not a feature. but anyways emily thank you again so much for coming on enjoy the Wall series and we hope to have you on again real soon guys thank you so much
1: always a pleasure and for